Hi everybody and welcome back to At The Table, a food and drink podcast hosted by myself, Harry. And me, Phoebe. We are two ULIP students based in Paris and we just chat about food and drink. It's a fun old time. (laughs) And today we're delving into the wonderful world of food trends. Now I don't know, Phoebe, how much you know on the topic of like food trends, what your experience in that realm is. Um, TikTok is my experience <laughs> in that realm. TikTok, you know what, that is That is a very good source for it. Yes, yeah. they do show um, the weird and, wonderful, weird and wonderful there. But I have delved through some, some wonderful articles on the internet. And I thought that we could just kind of go through and react and respond accordingly to these quite interesting i think some are some are actually quite good ones that we've just maybe forgotten about or some are very like u.s style uh food trends that maybe just weren't necessarily as popular in europe so there is an article i think it was which one was it that i sent you i think it was the second one from eat this or the full name is eat this not that with a funky exclamation mark so this Ooh, was that is a funky it is a very funky exclamation mark i indeed. don't like that it's, <laughs> it's a different font and it's a different size oh that, <clears throat> okay anyway <laughs> we're, we're questioning the validity of the source based off their their choice of font yeah nonetheless this is an article published in 2016 so it is a few years maybe not out of date but obviously things have changed since but there is uh well the article is titled the 10 weirdest food trends of the last 10 years it's published in 2016 so it goes from 2006 to 2016 the first one they talk about is like weird flavor combinations for crisps you know this is one that most certainly came to the uk i think walkers were very much the sort of like key people to do the the variety sort of like flavors outside of the ones they already did and poor is it gary lineker gary lineker yeah, yeah. sold his soul he sold walkers. his soul oh my god absolutely like if i try and find some of these walkers like flavors that they had i swear they had things like they had fish and chips i'm sure they had chili and chocolate things mm. such as that yep he became the new face of the oh he's been the new face of, well not new face he's been the face of the company since 1995 he it's very much so yeah since 95 apparently which is wow. which is crazy i think maybe just because of like their advertising that they've had i don't know if like they uh they they gained more ah there it is they had a they had a flavor cup where was it? In 2010, it was a promotional campaign in order to locate the world's most loved and favorite flavor. Um, so fans would decide, and what would it be? They were encouraged to participate in social media activity, <laughs> uploading photos and videos, uh, proving people's super fan status of Walker's Crisps, which I feel like is a bit sad. I can't lie. If you sad. if you using it. <laughs> If you're using your Facebook or whatever, like, fa- Facebook's a minefield on a good day anyway. But if you're there posting about your your crisps, mm-hmm. I, d- I don't know if that's the one personally for me. I don't know. I don't think so. I, yeah. Oh, I actually heard about oh. Pringles were trying to do a promotional thing with Xbox. Okay. Um, I might get some of this wrong because someone told me this. Okay. Um, 
Pringles tried to do a promotional thing with Xbox, I think it's recently. Right. And it was meant to be that you could get different prizes. Mm-hmm. Um, but they put the barcode for the prizes on the outside of the Pringles. So you <laughs> one of the prizes was like oh, a month dear. of Xbox Live? I don't know. I found it, it I found it, yeah. The yeah. bit you play you pay for. Oh my gosh. Um yeah, you're right. Uh looks like Pringles of all f- brands broke the Xbox Series X price and stuff. Oh, that's a slightly different thing. But yeah, no, you're right. It turns out they I think there were some actually decent prizes for this because this was late last year. Mm. And it seems as if they were revealing like things for um like a the price of the the new console that came out there xbox series s and x but yeah it turns out they just yeah gave away stuff Mm -hmm. like uh i think similar like xbox live game pass as well as yeah actual consoles genius move Mm -hmm. to be honest it might have been a safer bet just to go with some mental flavor or just coffee walkers (laughs) Go, go with something like that it turns out there were so what was it oh okay there was actually a reason to do this super fan stuff if you were the best fan for your flavor you won 10 grand wow <laughs> 10 grand for just posting some stuff on your social media about your favorite flavor that's damn i still don't know can they bring that back i'd do that for 10 grand. <laughs> i'd sell my soul for 10 grand that's great uh turns out in the end roast beef and yorkshire pudding won that particular flavor cup oh, i mean my yeah i can see that that's a good shout actually uh they had oh lineker also launched his own like category wait what was it uh oh so people would suggest flavors and the, okay this is ridiculous the winner would win a million pounds for suggesting the winning flavor wow so they had to what was it uh they had to pick one of walker's ingredients as a base so somerset cheddar devonshire chicken norfolk pork dorset's sour cream veil of evesham tomatoes or does it it have to be a regional thing i I don't know i think that's just one of the (laughs) ingredients they have access to and then they choose their own unique flavor who won that do us a flavor it was a million that's mental (laughs) like there's a case study oh my goodness why is this a why is this a case study uh yeah so it seems they've done this obviously previous for all these different flavors oh yeah they have the original advertising as well so what do they have they had onion bhaji this was i think for the first one builder's breakfast cajun squirrel crispy duck and hoisin chili and chocolate and fish and chips Crispy duck and chocolate and chocolate. Crispy <laughs> duck and hoisin sauce would be my favourite. Yeah, that that definitely sounds like a shout. Actually, I think I'm not sure if I actually had any of them. I feel like fish and chips could be a shout. Maybe builders breakfast. I feel, I feel like, like fish and chips would taste very similar to salt and vinegar. Mm. But it could like enhance the flavour slightly. Like salt and vinegar aren't bad, but I feel like if you, I don't know if that's just the power of advertising but if you label it as as fish and chips then Mm. then maybe it's a a bit more appealing i don't know but there is a wide variety obviously there was a a huge variety in the u.s it seems as well they did uh they did biscuits and gravy why is their gravy a cream (laughs) color 
Oh yeah, that does look a bit. Uh, I don't like that. <laughs> that does not oh. look like gravy. That looks like a cursed thing that you would find on this. That, isn't yeah, when we were on about like the unpopular stuff in cursed images, that a thousand percent <laughs> looks like that. But the issue is that's not cursed to them. That's probably just normal. But yeah, that no. is not gravy color. It should be like a, a like a more brown color. I'd, I'd argue rather than that very like beige cream nonsense. That's that's what I'm gonna call it, beige cream nonsense. It might be wrong, mm-hmm. and I'm sure it maybe tastes fantastic. But apparently they had others as well. They had mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. That that doesn't sound bad. They also had cappuccino. Cappuccino flavor crisps. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> just just straight up no. Uh, oh, funnily enough, uh, they don't naturally come cappuccino flavored. So their nutrition facts feature a whole host of additives and artificial flavors, because that is not a surprise as it is the U.S. They're no. full of artificial flavors and additives and everything else, which is very uh, very not safe. Like even uh, like I've had cereals over there. That is mental. I, I'm impressed kids aren't like bouncing off the walls, <laughs> just having the cereals. Like I had Fruit Loops, and I mm-hmm. felt loopy off Fruit Loops. Like there's a reason it's called that because you go insane just off all the like sugars and colors and oh, it's anyway. It's another story for another time. Returning to the U.S., they also did on the same list. They, they labeled this section as freaky fried foods. Now, I, I've, I've seen a number of different things being fried in my time. And mm-hmm. obviously we have some wonderful things like fried chicken and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But they decided to fry Oreos. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Which, I mean, uh, uh, it's not... I don't know. I don't feel like that's necessarily terrible. We I mean, things Scotland like fried has the Mars fried bar, Mars bar, which yeah. I've been dying to try at some point. I have a, I have a few oh, friends up in Scotland. No. Have you tried it? No, I really don't like fried things. Oh. Like, I don't like fish and chips. Phoebe, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's, part of, it's part of us. It's what makes us British. I know, but I just can't do it. I don't like the batter. To be fair, more often than not, if I feel like if the batter's done well, similar to what we were talking about with like pies and pastry in in the previous episode, stuff like if it, if it's well done, mm. surely then if it's like crispy, but if it's like soggy, I kind of get what you mean. It's not the it's not yeah. the one, is it? No. Not at all. And more often than not, it is unfortunately the latter. So I get that. But mm-hmm. what about fried chicken? Fried chicken, I can do because that's different. That's like breadcrumbs. Ah. Think. So is it more? It's the batter that I don't it's like. more okay. It's more on the batter. So like when KFC came out with their corn KFC burger, they did yes. a corn KFC a burger. Yeah. Oh. It's like a veggie. You can get a veggie burger at KFC now. Oh okay. Well, I guess that kind of makes sense. I feel like places like McDonald's and a few others have followed that trend. So okay. Yeah. Have it's you tried good. it? Yeah, it's really good. I like it. Okay. I mean, I, I feel like you probably can't shift me from a Zinger burger, unfortunately, from McDonald's. Uh, not no. McDonald's KFC, rather, but, but maybe. Yeah. I'll try it one day. Mm-hmm. We, we'll come back and we'll get to that. But mm-hmm. on the topic of fried, yeah. Fried <laughs> this Oreo. is just the epitome of America that they... Uh, like. I feel like fried mac and cheese also isn't terrible an idea. Like, they do enough with mac and cheese that no, I feel yeah. like 
Mac it's and okay. cheese fried bites. That's fine. That sounds good. Fried, fried butter. butter. <laughs> In stereo. Fried butter. No. Why? Like, that's... If that just doesn't sum up, like, the Ugh. American sort of, like, health, and you wonder why there are issues there, I can that sums it up. the cholesterol. I can feel the cholesterol as going well. Going through my arteries, and I haven't even eaten it. <laughs> I haven't even eaten it. Like, literally, the next one is drinking butter. I know, I just saw that. Oh, it's called, like, bulletproof <laughs> coffee. Oh, my God. No. Butter why? and coffee. It's to make it, like, I think it was to make it, like, low-carb. <laughs> oh and yeah, but butter is high in saturated fat and cholesterol. Yeah, just so, have everything in moderation, people. There's no need to put butter in your coffee. Yeah, like put I don't know milk or sugar or you know cream, not butter. Not butter. That's who's. Is that still a thing? I wonder if some of these are still a thing it's now. It's still a thing. Years. Butter and coffee thing. is still a thing. But who's having that? I have to say, the only thing I'm jealous about in America, other mm. than IHOP, is their coffee creamers. Like Ooh. they have loads of different flavors. Oh yeah, cream yeah. in your coffee. I think we need that. We don't have that. Yeah. Okay. I think that's that's, that's fair. I feel like they're maybe more of a, a coffee, mm. like a coffee nation, perhaps than maybe the UK. I mean, France loves a good coffee. Yeah, but I feel like if it's like gonna cream. transcend to somewhere in Europe, it would probably be either maybe like, maybe here, Italy maybe. Italy maybe, yeah, but they, they don't drink coffee with milk or anything added to it after eleven a.m. Ah, it has to be an espresso. Just has to be an espresso. There you go. Learn Otherwise, you'll stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll be even worse because I'm not a huge coffee drinker. So That's I will, fair. I will probably be crucified for not having anything. I'll oh, just have some water, please. You what? How dare you have water? It's coffee or nothing. Coffee uh, nothing. A follow-on, which I guess can expand into quite a quite a wide discussion, is mashups. Mm-hmm. So, I've seen a few different things. I haven't been fortunate enough to try it, but I know my brother and his girlfriend have. There's like a donut place not too far from them. They do cronuts. The croissant and donuts, mm-hmm. which sound fantastic. I don't know if you've had a chance to try them. I haven't had a croissant. But yet. they look beautiful. Like I'm, I'm always jealous because they end up going like once every week or every other week. And it's like a box. And I'm like, I've just woken up. I don't need to see this. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I get you're having a nice time, but no, I, I can't have this. This is rude. But there's, there's other things as well which are quite interesting. And I feel like they're very much... They're not, like, for a lot of these as well, you could probably just argue that they're not necessary. Yeah. At all. They're just very much cash grabs or you're trying something different and seeing if it works. Like, some of them I feel like could work. Like, the one that they've got as the image is a sushi burrito. Yeah. I feel like that's not terrible because it's just a magnified sushi. Yeah. That's not bad because... I like sushi. I believe I you like sushi. I like sushi very much. That's, that's a win-win. Uh, just assuming that us two is everyone. So if, yep, if we like it... Everyone likes it. Done deal. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. But there's also things like dessert pizzas. I still can't wrap my head around a dessert pizza. 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 I've seen it, but I've just never ventured. I don't know if you've... 
tried a dessert pizza. I have. Ooh. There used to be, I don't know if you've been to the Selfridges in Birmingham in the ball ring. Yes. But there used to be like one in like the food hall. Mm-hmm. There was a Italian restaurant, I think it was called like Rosso Pomodoro or something like okay. that. Um, which I think just means like red tomato, but it sounds fancy. It does sound fancy, anyway. doesn't it? <laughs> um, and they did a Nutella calzone. Ah, see, I, I have know. heard about that, but I'm also not a huge Nutella fan, unfortunately, so it's what? not the... Oh, well, you know me, chocolate, <laughs> anything with chocolate. It was so good, and they took it off the menu, and me and my sister were so upset about it. And we asked the chef to make us one, they were like, yeah, I mean, it's just dough and Nutella. Nutella. That's crazy. It's amazing. Also, the second people that made it for us didn't know how much Nutella to put in, so just put loads in, and it was great. Oh, that's amazing. So I can vouch for dessert okay. pizza. Because I've seen some in, like, I feel like they've put them in shops and things now, maybe not loads, but I have I have seen them there, and it's just it's just a bit bizarre. I, I guess, like, the maybe for something like a calzone, I don't know, maybe there's, I guess, I guess it would apply the, the same way as a pizza, like, the, there's maybe not too much but like enough kind of saltiness or whatever from the dough mm-hmm. versus the like sweetness of whatever toppings you have. It's like, um, like I found this in, do you know the show Modern Family? Sort of. There's an episode in that where I think uh, one of the characters, Manny, is trying uh, chocolate milk. And mm-hmm. I had, I didn't know this prior and I've tried it since and it's fantastic where you put salt in the chocolate milk mm. and it's actually a thousand times better it's really bizarre but it it works so well so like i think it's um i think gloria his mum, makes it and then like a girl he's seeing makes it with salt mm-hmm. and then gloria tries it like okay damn this is it this is good i'll concede defeat here i'm looking up a, I'm, <laughs> I'm looking up chocolate milk with salt <laughs> chocolate milk with salt yeah i feel like it's a thing it's it's maybe quite bizarre. I don't have it loads, but it is just yeah, it just works. So I imagine thus that for your for like a dessert pizza or a Nutella calzone or whatever variation, it's probably that same level of salt and like saltiness and sweetness kind of contrasting between the two. Mhm. Maybe. Uh there was also which was something that I had a story about i didn't get a chance to try it when i was there but ramen burgers are quite an interesting one ramen burgers i think i've seen them on uber eats yeah i've seen them on uber eats i've seen them on a few different shows that i've seen on youtube but there's also oh i can't remember where it's i think it's in the third it's somewhere in the center of paris i think it's called like little bow i've been there previously uh-huh. i had a bow bun burger because mm-hmm. I was like, well, this is this is your thing, so I'll try it. And it was quite nice. But on the menu, they also had a ramen burger. And I never got a chance to go back. And hopefully when things are open again in the summer, I will try it. But yeah, it's just ramen as the bun. Which <laughs> I, I, I just don't know. I feel like that's quite bizarre. Like, it's a little strange. I, I, I don't know your take on it. Ramen as the bun. I believe it's ramen as the bun, yeah. Rather than the, if I pull it up, yeah, 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 exactly, like, like that. Oh no, I yeah. don't like that. 
Like, you even have your mask on, and I can tell that was, like, a look of, like, ooh, that's not <laughs> the one. Disgust. disgust. that is not the one. But, yeah, it is just quite strange. Like, what's mm. wrong with a good old-fashioned bun? You, you I don't, don't know. <laughs> Evidently something, hence why they have to try everything else. Speaking of adapting buns and such, this nicely moves on to our next one, Crazy Crusts. You remember the hot, <laughs> mm-hmm. like hot dog crusts and things like that? Like stuffed crust, I feel like isn't bad. I've had, I haven't had it with hot dog. I don't know why they decided to put that in there as well. But I've had like cheese stuffed crust. Cheese stuffed crust is good. That's fantastic. That adds a new dimension. And I feel like that's a great one for kids as well that don't necessarily like crusts. Yeah. That's a reason for them to eat it. Mm-hmm. That's it's probably genius, to be honest. That's actually... Uh, I don't know if that... <laughs> is it helping food waste? <laughs> Maybe by putting cheese in the crust? I don't know. But it sounds like it should. See, because I don't... Okay, so if we're going to go for the main pizza... Takeaway pizza places in the UK, yeah. which I would say are Domino's and Pizza Hut. Papa uh-huh. John's is like a third. I've never had Papa John's. Nor have I, but I feel like we'll upset people. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I've never had a Papa John's, so I'm not going to pass judgment. But no. <laughs> Domino's and Pizza Hut. Domino's mm-hmm. has the better pizza. Mm. But Pizza Hut, I will order specifically for the cheese bites. Ah. Because Domino's doesn't do the cheese bites. I see. So I think they're a good thing. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I haven't been, gosh, I haven't been to a Pizza Hut in a while. But I have seen, like, I remember these images circulating of when they were doing it, of, like, these like here's the main pizza but we're just scrapping the crust and it's instead going to be like cheese bites or hot dog bites or stuff like that Mm -hmm. and i guess it makes sense i don't know it kind of for me it kind of takes away from the actual pizza part yeah like you're getting it more for like the focus should be more on making a great pizza than i guess if you have then surely you you have to try something else but I don't know. I'm I'm just not convinced. It doesn't look that like the image we see. It doesn't look that appealing. I don't know okay. if it does to you. No. Because I don't think hot dog belongs in a crust. I feel <laughs> like it belongs in a in a bun with like ketchup and yeah. ketchup and mustard. And it has to be a soft. Yeah, yeah, bun. a soft bun. It can't be a hard crust. <laughs> it can't because it, it shouldn't be in a crust. It shouldn't be in a crust. Absolutely. Uh, I don't know why they decided to put weird food trends as bacon but i feel like delving into it they might explain ah there we go so bacon became super like it was a 10 percent rise in sales in 2014 um in bacon which i mean bacon's lovely i love bacon Mm -hmm. but they then decided to put bacon donuts bacon mayo and bacon vodka Bacon vodka. <laughs> they mentioned vodka, I think, as the next one as well, because they talk about like pumpkin pie, buttered popcorn, flavored vodka, mm. uh, and yep, also the bacon vodka that they mentioned earlier. Oh, pinnacle whipped. That's what it's called. The yeah. picture of this vodka, pinnacle so, like, whipped. Is that whipped cream vodka? Maybe. It, it, I just don't know based off the advertising pinnacle. it would look like it but that just looks so out of place mm-hmm. 
I, I can't wait to see the the bacon equivalent on that. Just like two streaks of bacon. There, yeah. it's like, oh, that's an interesting one. That's That wouldn't be my choice of vodka. But it's, again, just another thing that I don't feel like is necessary. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like vodka, you would maybe do, like, maybe more sweeter things to it. Yeah. But I don't know if bringing in bacon flavor or whatever flavor i mean maybe pumpkin pie and buttered popcorn i guess i don't because they're sweeter but buttered popcorn flavor sweet popcorn sure yeah but buttered popcorn well you know how much they love butter if you base it off butter coffee and fried butter yeah so just put popcorn in butter it's it's a thing I know it's a thing, but I disagree with it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it may exist, but I don't want to agree. That's fair. Uh, grass. Yeah, that was a thing. Uh, like health drinks and such. That became quite a, like... Mm. I think for a lot of the 2010s, like, you see all these, like, green kind of, like, juices with so many, like, vegetables or fruits, or they would put grass in just to... Yeah. To help, I think I don't know if that was like a health thing. Well, I imagine I a health thing, health but maybe thing. I don't know if that was like a diet thing or. I think it was just a health thing. They they ran out of ingredients to to yeah. make a juice with, and they're like, "We've got grass. grass. Let's use grass." I mean, mm-hmm. the color looks quite interesting. It's a very deep green, and I d- I don't know if I uh well, I guess. No, Drinks come in a variety of colours anyway nowadays, but grass? <laughs> I don't know if that's the if that's the one per se. I don't know if you've tried anything such like With that. With grass, no. Or any any other funky health drinks or anything I, like that? I don't know if it's funky health drink, but those aloe vera drinks that you can get with chunks of aloe vera in, I really don't Wait, like them. Wait, what? Yeah. They have... Why do they have chunks of aloe vera? I don't know. Are those just off (laughs) off bits and they were like, put it in a drink? Yeah, I decided to try it and I got it with a Boots meal deal when I was in college. Oh, no. And it was gross. Never again. Uh, Gosh. That's, (laughs) oh, that's going to haunt me for a while. Why are you putting chunks of stuff in a drink like that? I don't know. Why is it also being served in a meal deal? Why are you ruining meal deals? No. no it did ruin that meal deal for me. That I, I can imagine so. It sounds like it's... It, the fact you were able to recall it, it's still quite a, a traumatising yeah. memory. It sounds like it's going to be okay. They can't hurt you anymore. Just don't get it from Boots. It's fine. Uh, anyway, to segue, the next one on this list was Sriracha. Mm-hmm. I kind of get this. I don't think it's necessarily weird. I feel mm-hmm. like it was actually just quite a... It was a food trend because it became super popular and people were using it in a lot of different ways and varieties. Like, we ended up purchasing, like, sriracha to use on, like, the the relevant kind of spicy dishes or whatever just mm-hmm. to enhance sriracha mayo. Mm-hmm. Really, really nice. I don't know if you can buy that, like, as a thing anyway. But I feel mm-hmm. like it's obviously buy sriracha, buy mayo, put the two together. It's a wonderful thing. But I know I feel like that something like that is good mm-hmm. compared to some of these other ones that are like completely contrasting, or you're I don't know throwing it in coffee. This one seems okay because it's like 
a spice. Yeah. So it's more there just to enhance what you've already got. And it's mm-hmm. something that isn't like too outlandish from stuff that already exists. Like we have shed loads of spices and sauces and hot sauces and stuff like that. So yeah, I feel like this one's actually kind of safe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not mad at this. I'm, I'm intrigued to see how they've ruined it. Uh, sriracha flavored chips. Well, I imagine this is US, so those would be, those would be crisps. Get it mm-hmm. right. Uh, sriracha popcorn, of course. Mm-hmm. And sriracha chocolate. Well, I mean, spicy chocolate is a thing anyway. I, yeah. I haven't actually tried anything like that. Like throwing any form of chili or something like that. In I've chocolate. tried chili hot chocolate. I would hope you have because you're a chocolate baby. Mm-hmm. I'd hope you are a resident expert. How I've was tried it? Tried chili hot chocolate. I wasn't a huge fan. It was a bit too bitter for me. Okay. But then again, maybe I just didn't have it in the right way because there's um, I don't know if you're aware, but I certainly am. There's a chocolate museum mm. in the tenth. Um, ah yes that you can go and pre-covid there's things i think about now <laughs> that i can't believe were allowed to happen so <laughs> pre-covid oh you could go and it would have like samples of chocolate around the museum yeah that you yeah, could yeah just get from like little containers mm. so good um you just paid for the ticket and you could eat as much as you wanted um <laughs> and at the end you could get like a hot chocolate and they had different flavors okay. and then the chili one was like what it would have been like when they discovered or when hot chocolate was first a thing in South America. Oh. Um, and they would add spices to it and it was actually Marie Antoinette who added sugar and made it a sweet oh, drink. Oh, that's cool. Um, so the South Americans and then the Spanish, because mm. they colonised South America, um, they had the bitter drink and brought it to um, Europe and then Marie Antoinette was the one that made it sweet so before that it was a bitter thing a bitter ah, drink okay. uh, so I decided to try the chilli one to see if it was any good it wasn't <laughs> but <laughs> all that build up, all that knowledge I and then it's like, was it worth it? no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but now you know um, so yeah, I think maybe if I had it in a better way than the like stick melty hot chocolate this yeah, museum, yeah. So was better. it like, so was it actually hot, or was it more just like providing a bitter taste to it? It was just kind of bitter. I okay. wouldn't say it was like particularly spicy. Mm. Um, okay. I wasn't a fan. To be fair, <laughs> on the topic of um, maybe a nice thing to talk about rather than the the weird stuff we have seen, I also went to a chocolate museum, not in Paris, but when I went to Belgium. Um, a few summers ago with with one of my well two of my friends but one of them had left by that point to go back home and we were in oh, where was it I think it might have been Liège I'm not sure but somewhere mm-hmm. in Belgium they had a really fancy chocolate museum we also went to a, a wonderful vegetarian Indian buffet place mm. that had all you can eat for 10 euros wow. which is amazing and we got like pints of cobra life was good it was very nice but prior to that there was this wonderful chocolate museum that like was very informative explained all the stuff and at the end so we weren't able to do like tastings and stuff throughout but they left it all to the end and it is so dangerous because they literally have like 20 machines and it's just one of those like you grab a spoon you push the lever the things come down on your spoon and you can just go and they don't uh, we were literally in there for half an hour 
after the tour like everyone else had gone and we're just there eating all this chocolate because it's just it's amazing Mm -hmm. and the quality that they have is fantastic it was where i first discovered i had no idea that like there's obviously milk white and dark there's also ruby which Mm -hmm. i had no idea about i don't know if you're familiar They've started bringing out more Ruby bringing... chocolate things. Yeah, yeah. So like, that's like the that's the fourth like yeah. main chocolate, which is kind of cool because I had no idea about it prior to to going to that. So yeah, we were very much there for a good like half an hour <laughs> trying that. It's a bit more, I say, a bit fruitier, slightly than than some of the others. But it was oh so nice, and we brought like a huge bag to to bring home and stuff as well. Mm. and we would just snack on that and reminisce and it was it's delightful i guess that's also a a food trend in a sense obviously they made like a a new variant of does that count like they brought out a new variant of chocolate popularized a variant of chocolate yeah Yeah, yeah. maybe I, i guess that would count um yeah it's definitely become becoming a trend like there was a ruby hot chocolate there's been a ruby hot chocolate at costa for a while okay there was one at Starbucks, mm. and because uh, basically Starbucks was my saving grace in the first <laughs> lockdown when they reopened the yes. uh, drive-through. I went basically every day. Um, <laughs> yeah, don't blame me. They were like, "You need to get a Starbucks card because it's just worth it. You'll get yeah, free yeah. drinks." So I did, and it was worth it. So anyway, <laughs> um, and then I think Magnum has just brought out ruby oh yeah yeah i feel a bit like you know that scene have you watched ever wears prada i have not well there's the scene (laughs) (laughs) where um meryl streep tells anne hathaway off for thinking that fashion has nothing to do with her and she's wearing this cerulean blouse and she says like Yves Saint Laurent out with this and okay. Oscar de Renta did this or whatever mm-hmm. I feel like I'm a bit like that with chocolate <laughs> <laughs> okay. like it started here <laughs> and now it's in the mainstream anyway moving on <laughs> wait what was the what was the resolution oh that you're very similar to to Meryl Streep yeah but in chocolate, chocolate. ah the I chocolate see. trend I get that I get that wow Trivia. <laughs> I thought alongside looking at weird and wonderful things there was another link I sent to National Geographic of all places obviously they mm-hmm. do a lot of like earth stuff I don't know <laughs> I guess more like earth stuff. like uh, I guess like nature documentaries and things yeah. like that it's more about the environment and stuff but they also did a list from this was published in late february this year which was updated a few weeks later in march about Mm -hmm. the biggest global food trends for 2021 so it turns out through doing some research on food trends they kind of will publish articles and things early on into the year predicting what will be the the coming food trends or like stuff that they know from kind of insider knowledge of like yeah, there's a lot of production of this kind of thing and see how it goes. So I thought we could delve through this list as well. So there, mm-hmm. uh, this is an article titled The 12 Biggest Global Food Trends for 2021 From Vegan Innovations to Letterbox Cocktails. So they break down all 12 of these, which seem quite interesting. I feel like I, I had a brief scan and the first two kind of seem obvious mm-hmm. because we're still in a pandemic the first one is meal kits and the second one is virtual cooking classes i mm-hmm. feel like that's not a well 
I don't know if that's a prediction. That's more just kind of where we stand with the pandemic. So it's maybe not too difficult to forecast. It's a very safe bet. Absolutely. But I mean, they are becoming obviously very popular. Like I see so many HelloFresh adverts Mm -hmm. when I'm watching YouTube and things now. And I'm like, just give it a rest. I'm trying to, (laughs) I need to save money, not buy meal kits and learn how to cook from that. I'll just Google stuff. So... I imagine, like, for some people, and especially maybe during the sort of <laughs> the first lockdown, because it's a wonderful series that we've got going on <laughs> now, the the original, um, because obviously it was quite a, a larger period of time, and obviously we didn't know kind of the ramifications of it. More people were cooking and baking and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, most shops were actually empty of basic essentials of stuff like pasta and rice. Yeah. Um, all baking equipment basically went because everyone was doing banana bread and stuff yeah. like that, for example. So I feel like things like meal kits would probably actually be quite a good one because then mm-hmm. when when we've had nice moments when we were slightly out of, of lockdown and things and maybe able to see people slightly, um, you're able to showcase the kind of things you've learned. And it's like, hey, I've learned how to make this cool dish. I didn't know that before lockdown. It kind of gives you the time almost to refine stuff like that. It might hmm. be, yeah, like I've, I've seen enough of these HelloFresh adverts now that they're slowly convincing me to dabble in it and see how it goes. Like yeah. I might try that during during the summer maybe. Mm-hmm. Just, just see where it goes. Who knows? I don't know if you've ever used like meal kits or stuff like that. My parents use the like ones where you get the spices. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what they're called. I think they're like simply cook or something. Oh yeah. And you get like three three spice pots. Okay. And a recipe card to go with all yeah. of the things. Um. So they've sent me back to France with all of the vegetarian ones. <laughs> um, they're like, we're not going to use these. You enjoy. But they haven't really used many of them. Like, they've subscribed to it and they've got loads of boxes of it, but I don't think ah. they've used any of them. Oh. Um, oh, so I good. think it depends on what you go for. Mm-hmm. I only know of the spice ones. I see. I, I see. haven't tried of the. I haven't tried any of the others. Oh, that's, that's fair enough. Um, maybe something else that you might have tried previous to, uh, previous to lockdown, but also maybe virtually online as well, is cooking classes. I have always wanted to go to a cooking class, Mm-hmm. But I always feel kind of awkward if I went on my own. So I'd just like to to go with someone to a cooking class. I feel like that could be quite nice. I don't know if you've ever been to been I to haven't. one. I haven't. I've never been to a cooking class. That, that could be a fun, uh, fun date night or whatever <laughs> when, when things open up again. Yeah. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, I the girls and I did a virtual cocktail making class. Oh, yes. I remember Sienna mentioned that. That was quite fun. Um but no, cooking classes I've never done. It, w- it would be quite good, I think. Obviously, you see them sometimes in uh, like shows and things, very like dramatised or people being foolish. But I feel like... Uh, I think my brother and his girlfriend have, have done a few as well, and they just seem so nice. And especially yeah. if you get on with like the, the people that run it, and obviously there'll be other people there, so you can make friends, but you're also doing food and things. Like It's a very relaxing environment in quite mm-hmm. a nice one to maybe just try something different to unwind so now that they're available virtually as well i feel like that's fantastic 
Yeah, that might be easier for you to go to one if they're all virtual. Yeah, I'll feel less awkward if it's if it's me on my own in my apartment rather than me on my own going to a yeah. <laughs> going to one of the the other things uh, on this list because there are quite a few. I realize we've been we've been waffling for some time. There was one that I I don't know how to pronounce this and I might butcher this, so I'm sorry in advance. But it's I'm gonna go with Borta. Mm-hmm. Either Borta or Bohorta. I'm not sure which. I don't know how to say it either. I'm, I'm going to go Borta. So it turns out this came from, well, good old Nigella. Uh, whether, <laughs> whether you love her or hate her, she is quite popular in the UK. I'm not a huge fan personally because mm. she just talks out of her ass quite a bit. And she mentions store covered items that you expect people to have. And it's like, oh, I got this from Peru. And I'm yeah. like, no, sure, one of your like producers got it for you or whatever. Yeah. We can't get that in Lidl. <laughs> Sorry, it's not accessible. Or by the time that the episode airs, maybe every Tom, Dick and Harry has gone to purchase it. So we can't even buy it. Yeah. That popular. So it turns out that she made, as part of a series, Eat, Cook, Repeat, was a fish finger border. So it turns out border comes from... Uh, Bangladesh, or is it Bangladeshi-style side dish, like composing of lightly fried vegetables and spices, mm-hmm. which I feel like could be quite interesting with fish fingers, because yeah. I guess having you maybe often have like I don't know like peas and like chips maybe with fish fingers. I, I haven't yeah. had fish fingers in a while, but you'd have it with veg, so that kind of makes sense as to why you would do something like that it kind of sounds like almost i don't know if this is a poor comparison but kind of like an onion bhaji of sorts Mm -hmm. just that sort of like something fried with like some veg and something else in it like it could be a really really good thing yeah but apparently she's gonna make waves with this and uh it's gonna be sweeping the nation in 2021 uh the next one was plant-based fish so we've had plant-based burgers so now plant-based fish yeah i this this sounds up your street i don't know i've not tried any plant-based fish uh i'm not sure we'll have to see so there's quite a few apparently companies that already have stuff available so good catch does a vegan tuna as well Mm -hmm. as a swedish startup known as hooked Mm-hmm. Uh, so, <laughs> so they're like branding to make sure that you can differentiate. They use double O's in replacement yeah. of other vowels. So it's tuna and salmon. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they had a like a fundraising or like a Kickstarter or something. They raised six hundred thousand dollars. Cool. That's quite good. Clearly, it's like it makes sense to do. Yeah. I can imagine it's it's a it's a gap in the market. Uh, yeah. the, the business side of me so yeah that actually seems quite practical I feel like that could do well mm. uh, just need that. Nigella talking about it and you basically said maybe who knows what else is there Michelin starred burgers I mean we were on about burgers earlier I feel like this is just can Michelin starred burgers be a food trend though I feel like a trend should be something that's uh-huh. Accessible. <laughs> yeah, I thought that as well. I feel like I don't know if it's more a case of like 
the the premium nature to it rather than the place being like michelin star it's like just mm-hmm. fancy burgers so uh let's scour the thing to see for exa- some examples like oh they mentioned one about in paris so septim mm-hmm. in paris uh, which is i think part of a decent chain that i've been meaning to go to they offer a limited edition cheeseburger with gravy and smoked mayonnaise and manna Oh, manna's a different place. I thought that was an ingredient. Never mind. I misread the article. I was like, what's manna? Turns out that's a Manchester uh, Michelin-style restaurant. But yeah, I kind of get what you mean. I don't think that's necessarily a trend. I feel like that's just, if you've got money still after lockdown and the pandemic's ended, Mm. then Michelin-style burgers for you. You can can treat yourself to some fancy ingredients. Like, uh, what is... There's one as well. Oh, uh... So they mention more about this this manor place in Manchester. So they get smoked beef from the Lake District, fun, stacked in a potato, brown butter, and milk bun, along with beer and cheddar cheese. There you go. How to enhance well, cheese. Well, that's basically like Welsh rabbit. Really? Which is like the bit, the stuff that's on... I haven't had rabbit. Cro- Monsieur. It's, oh. it's pretty good. Okay, okay. That... That sounds promising. Uh, smoked, smoked egg yolk, koji and dill mayo, green onion paste, and more. And because more. there's more. Clearly, what is koji? I, I don't know if I'm I familiar with koji. Uh, what is koji? Oh, it's uh, fungus used in Japan to make uh, a particular style of rice as well as sweet potato. And barley for things like sake. Okay. Hmm. And it's also used to ferment soybeans for making soy sauce and miso. Ah. Hmm. Okay. I don't know why you need to throw that in a burger, but... Cool. <laughs> knock yourself out, I guess. Uh, there are some more as well, but we will we will scroll through them. Meal-sized sandwiches. I feel like those already exist if you just order a foot long from Subway, to be honest. Yeah. That's enough of a meal. Like, six inches sizable enough but a foot long is a bit mental Mm -hmm. so i don't know if that's necessarily a trend i feel like that's just something that's existed anyway and it maybe just more eyes are being brought to yeah larger sandwiches uh regenerative regenerative agriculture there we go i can use my words what is this one talking about talking about Ah, so meat and produce that's certified carbon neutral or even carbon positive. I didn't even know carbon positive was a thing. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's similar to the um, like the plant-based fish and stuff mm. like that. It's just more sustainable solutions, which I think is absolutely necessary nowadays yeah. to, to help our environment and things. Because obviously for, for many, many years, we didn't have sustainable, practical ethical methods for mm-hmm. for accessing and resourcing food so now that we have these options i feel like it's absolutely worthwhile trying to trying to do them i think we just need more like encouragement to do so yeah. i don't know if this is a topic for another time but well i don't think we need more encouragement i think it's the big corporations that need yes because i feel like many well in a sense yes but also it's quite I don't know, because obviously for a lot of them, they are more expensive, is the thing. Mm-hmm. And obviously I understand the the ethical benefits and such, but also 
we're students. Yeah. <laughs> there's, yeah. A, there's a money aspect to it as well. So I feel like if, yes, with sort of greater investment and greater knowledge for bigger corporations, hopefully there'll be a greater production, meaning that the price would be able to come down so that it is basically the same, if not better, to buy these sources so that hopefully there'll be less sort of non-ethically sourced produce and we're mm. able to get more of this stuff which would be fantastic yeah. i'm down for that what else is there fine freezer food uh oh okay this is just uh oh they stopped because funnily enough marks and spencers and ocado because it's french so you, you gotta you gotta stock picard stuff so <laughs> getting scallops quinoa and veg Gourmet French brand Picard. I'm not sure that I... I don't know if they're gourmet. (laughs) I feel like because they know they're French, they've just gone with the Mm. fact that they must be gourmet as well. I don't know. But, like, I I went there the other week. I wouldn't necessarily class it as gourmet. It's kind of... (laughs) In my eyes, it might be wrong, I feel like it's the French equivalent of Iceland. Yeah. It's not bad, but it's not gourmet at all. Yeah. Marks and Spencer, I'd argue, is gourmet. Waitrose is. Picard is not at all i i am not convinced that that is gourmet but if you're selling things like scallops and quinoa and veg yeah i don't know if that's a trend i feel like that's the similar to the michelin star burgers where it's just yeah if you've got money you can just spend it on fancy things and treat yourself because life has been hard yeah i can <laughs> i'd reward myself with scallops if i've been through a tough time if i if i had the facilities to absolutely mm-hmm. uh takeaway cocktails I feel like this is a thing well I feel like obviously we have like takeaway pints and stuff here in some mm. places I don't I feel like that isn't the same in the UK is it I feel like most pubs and st- well yeah. today is the first day that things are starting to open again yeah but I cocktails eh. mm, yeah I don't think takeaway cocktails are as much a thing I feel like that's a bit more I think just time consuming thing as well i feel like because of the production and lack i don't know i guess if there isn't necessarily too much else that you're doing outside of making drinks and you're just having to manage people outside mm-hmm. or they can just go and take the take the pint or whatever or, or the cocktail maybe mm-hmm. you can put the time in and do something like that i don't know it might be good for those behind the bar to to do things like that they yeah. might be they might be sick of pouring pints who knows mm-hmm. that okay I, I, you turn my decision. I feel like that's quite a good one. Um, quirky dining. Oh, I've... <laughs> okay, there's... Oh, they also mentioned Paris in this one as well. Uh, so Singapore Airlines have a, a pop-up restaurant serving airline meals on one of its grounded A380s. Okay. <laughs> so it's a restaurant in a plane. Mm-hmm. Right. There's... Serving airline meals. Why would you go? <laughs> Why would you go to a restaurant to have airline, airline food? I know, obviously, we can't. Well, we're encouraged maybe not to as much go on planes to travel, and I imagine that for most of them, food isn't necessarily served, or if it is, it's going to be sure even worse. The highlight. Yeah, I was about to say I don't go there for the food. I had had previous when I have been to America because obviously it's eight hours at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, depending on where you go and 
I have had some quite nice meals there. Like, they did three courses and stuff. It was quite good. Mm-hmm. Surprising. But I wouldn't necessarily say it was, like, the highlights of my trip. Yeah. On, on having food on the plane. Like, I had better food in the US, of course, than I did on the plane. But mm. why you would go to a, a grounded A380 and decide, yeah, we'll go out for dinner here. But but maybe it's better on the ground because I read somewhere or heard somewhere that I it's actually the altitude the that makes different. it taste different, or it 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 like numbs your taste buds. Numb isn't the right word, but your taste buds aren't as strong. So people okay. order more Bloody Marys on an aeroplane than anywhere else because they're spicy but you can't really oh, taste the spice as I much. S- that's actually quite a clever like financial thing because mm-hmm. you can just keep making Bloody Marys. So, yeah. Okay. So maybe, maybe, maybe it's okay. That. Uh, Still don't think I'd go but... <laughs> there is, they also mentioned one in Paris as well, the Liban Hotel in Paris. Uh, so it's in a 19th century swimming pool. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Okay, I'm kind of intrigued as to what this looks like. I'm gonna, I'm gonna Google it. Uh, swimming pool, Paris. Uh, do you have images of what this is like? Uh, no, those are just. That's very useful. Those are just swimming pools in general. That doesn't help me a lot, Google. Ah, oh, there we go. There's a wonderful insider article. Uh, am I gonna have to pay for this? Okay. Uh, you can kind of see when it's not loading ads uh, of sorts. It looks like that. Hmm. I don't know. I. Hmm. It's not as like drastic as I thought. To be honest, it kind of doesn't look that good. I think it looks a bit creepy. Yeah. I don't think I'd want to eat there. I don't know if I'd want to eat there, to be honest. I thought it was just going to be like... Well, I don't know. Obviously... A swimming pool but i thought it'd just be like one big continuous thing rather than a restaurant kind of using a swimming pool sort of like basis i thought they were just going to mm. put tables in a swimming pool i feel like that's maybe a bit better have some nice chandeliers or whatever over the top very parisian you could do that yeah. and get away with it not that <laughs> i'm sorry but i'm not convinced at all by that um they do also mention this isn't quirky drive-ins have been a thing for ages um so in la apparently 10 of the city's best chefs including nancy silverton came together for a huge drive-in dining experience serving 600 people over two nights okay i feel like drive-ins have been a thing especially in the u.s for like ages yeah like at least what 70 80 years Mm. probably sort of post-world war ii kind of thing yeah. I don't feel like that's quirky. I feel like that's just something that maybe isn't done as much. I think maybe much. it's quirky now because it's not done as much. Yeah, yeah. I feel because it's obviously it's the pandemic, so maybe we haven't had a chance to experience yeah. such things, but I, I don't know if I'd call it quirky. I think it's just nostalgic more than anything yeah, to, to bring yeah. it back. I called it wrong. It's not quirky. It's nostalgic. How dare you? <laughs> there are two more. These will be the last two, I promise. <laughs> British seafood is, 
is a thing. Mm. <laughs> so they mentioned Brexit, which is a good start. Uh, sales of British seafood were already booming in 2020, with Waitrose reporting a tripling of sales in the second half of the year. Now, Brexit-related issues mean even more seafood will be staying put this year, particularly live mussels, oysters, scallops, and certain other shellfish, which are now heavily restricted by EU rules. A glut in the supply chain could also mean... Uh, lower prices so oysters could well become an everyday treat in 2021 interesting oh very interesting. okay for for those remaining in the uk that would be quite uh quite an interesting one you might <laughs> might have to learn to love seafood just because it will be cheaper and it can't go elsewhere but i mean that's not a bad set of things to be having to be honest mussels oysters and scallops that's pretty good if that's <laughs> if that actually becomes an everyday treat Mm. We, we'll maybe come back to this who knows if we're still doing this in 2022 reflecting on this list like what really did come through imagine something like oysters or scallops becomes that rock bottom of a price that it becomes an everyday treat I d- uh, <laughs> it's just crazy it would be Money weird and supply and all of that it's it's ridiculous and interesting for some reason my brain didn't know the oysters that we have oysters in the uk that just no no i feel like that's uh yeah no that's fair i feel like that's maybe just more i guess regional stuff obviously more the the seaside kind of towns and things and depends where uh where ports and sort of that kind of fishing is done but i'm very sure it is well i'm definitely sure that it is done i just can't remember where because geography is not my thing at all uh, which maybe isn't great for someone doing food and drink, but I, c- I can get by. I don't need to know all the specifics, I don't think. And the final one is from fine dining to fine eating. So what do they say? A number of chefs at Michelin-starred restaurants are planning a break from fine dining, turning instead to a more crowd-pleasing approach. Nathan Outlaw, not sure who that is, has already announced a complete revamp of his cornice establishment. Restaurant Nathan Outlaw fantastic name it after yourself good on you <laughs> once it reopens with a more accessible and cheaper menu while hugely influent influential chef daniel Boulard. yeah we're, we're gonna go I'm not daniel sure. blood daniel Boulard <laughs> is planning a more casual experience at his flag- flagship new york restaurant daniel love that <laughs> i love how I, I guess you're just hugely influential when you have a chef and then their restaurant is literally just named after them. It's like if I came up with a restaurant, popped it in New York, Harry. <laughs> That's it. You already know who I am. Clearly a unique enough name and I'm that high up. But anyway, on this, I feel like that's quite, again, that's a very practical approach. Because especially if they're Michelin star restaurants as well, you know they're capable of making very good food. Yeah. So to be able to provide that at a more accessible price point that's fantastic so that it is just more a appealing for people b that they'll actually get business and c produce will be getting used and not wasted Mm -hmm. because not everyone wants like 25 courses they they may not be able to afford that in some of these places so a a simple more refined free course menu might just be way more appealing Mm. i get that i feel like that's quite good some of these food trends have been <laughs> a mixed bag to to conclude on this. I feel like 
Some of them are good because they're very practical things, things like the plant-based fish and stuff. Yeah. I like that and using like sustainable agriculture and, and things I like. But then some of them I feel like are more just, they're not trends, they're we're in a pandemic still, so they're more just things that we're still experiencing. So yeah. a rise in meal kits, a rise in virtual cooking classes, restaurants making things, uh, like adapting their menu for takeaway stuff like cocktails or using Michelin star places and making stuff cheaper. I feel like that's just more practical, like making sure that money is still circulating as well as produce is still being used and not going to waste. Yeah. I don't know if you had any other concluding thoughts. Obviously, we touched on, obviously, what seems like ages ago <laughs> in the same podcast. All the weird stuff that we saw as well from from previous. Mm, I'm just interested to see, because that was the weird trends that are meant to be this year. Mm. I'm interested to see if that is accurate. And I'm going to try some of the plant-based fish. Yeah, I feel like that plant-based fish one could be quite good. I feel like that's definitely, definitely worth a shout. And I will try... I will try personally virtual cooking classes so mm-hmm. that i can when it when it's safe to do externally as well and actually be able to see people face to face in an environment like that that should be fun i feel yeah. like that would be a really cool thing but mm-hmm. yeah it sounds sounds like a wonderful place to uh to call it for this one we went through a wide variety of the weird and wonderful food trends that do exist slash will be hopefully coming up in this uh this year thank you very much as always phoebe for for joining me for this and thank you to everyone else that listened uh, all the way through hopefully you've come up with some of your own thoughts as to these weird and wonderful things maybe you've experienced them yourself maybe it's something that you'll look to try let us know maybe who knows we can we can always talk about it on another episode again thank you very much for listening uh, we will be back hopefully soon with another episode and we will see you next time see ya bye